Alrighty, guys. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to Brolosophy. Today's podcast is supported by our sponsors, and our sponsors are Yeti, True Protein, and Athena. Yeti, guys, is basically an outdoor cooler company who have the best soft tanks in the business, soft coolers that is, 100% leak-proof, ice for days. They've got the legendary Tundra cooler and their hard coolers range. They've got heavy-duty ramblers. I've got all types of accessories, tanks for outdoor parties. Basically, guys, if you want anything to do with outdoor outdoor cooler equipment and uh, ultra durable buckets for your uh, for your for your parties and for your um, oh geez, I'm not doing this one uh, this read too well. But basically, Yeti are an amazing brand, and we're really happy to have partnered with them. Um, and if you want to check out their range, you can do so at yeti.com.au forward slash bro that's yeti.com.au forward slash bro uh, also guys you can also check out our sponsor that is true protein so true protein are a supplement company based in australia servicing australia and new zealand um, the countries of australia and new zealand and they're bloody unreal They've got all sorts of protein powders, whey protein, vegan protein, weight loss protein, night protein, elite protein, collagen protein. What on earth is collagen protein? So they've got everything that you can really want though, guys. They've got all sorts of health foods, um, protein bars, mug cakes, pancakes, chocolate, bits and pieces, superfood powders, and it's all healthy for you and it's all the best quality. So we're absolutely stoked to uh, be partnered with True Protein. So... If you want to uh, check them out, head to trueprotein.com.au and use the code BRO for 10% off at checkout. Also, this show is brought to you by Athena. So what we do at Athena, guys, is we take super talented freelancers from all over the world and we plug them into our clients' businesses. So effectively, um, people say we're talking a, a, say we're talking a small... Small business in Australia, so small business in Australia or, or New Zealand or the United States, wherever we are, say you're a small business in Australia and you're really just trying to get off the ground and you want some help in your team but you can't really pay fifty, seventy thousand dollars 70000 per annum for an employee, you can find uh, a great employee through us for a quarter of that price. So, um, And what you're able to do is you're able to support someone in, a, in an economy that's not doing as well. So we recruit from Argentina, Peru, Colombia, Venezuela, the Philippines, Sri Lanka. We have some amazing recruiting areas and, and a lot of the people over there aren't doing so well. The economies are trash compared to probably most people listening in this to this podcast. You know, you're probably in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, the US. We're a lot luckier um, economically than a, a lot of the countries that we recruit from. So you're able to actually support an entrepreneur on that side of the world and we will help support you, the entrepreneur, wherever you are. So um, if you want to check out our services, then you can head to athena.co. That is A-T-H-Y-N-A, Athena with a Y. And at the inquiry box, when you go to uh, make an inquiry, just put the code BRO. And you'll be eligible for 20 free hours of virtual assistant services. Here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Yo. Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too rare to die. We're back, mate. Mate, we are. This is this is um this is nostalgia city, USA. It is nostalgia city, USA. Good state, good state mm, over there. Mm, Pass um, through um, Hamal Town. Hamal Town, yeah. Mm, Hamal. Mm, uh, Kwabati Lake. Kwabati Lake. <laughs> uh, just off the border of New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's around some actual, you know. <laughs> yeah. I know. No, it's great, mate. It's what has it been? 
A year? Mm. Maybe not a year. I don't know. Ten Since months we've at least. sat and had a podcast. Mm. Oh, shit. I don't know. Yeah, it would have been nearly a year. I haven't recorded a podcast for like six months. Ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, since infancy, I reckon. Yeah. Since we were a little child. Just fucking, I don't baby, know what we're doing with that. Baby humans, yeah. But um, what's going on, mate, anyway? How are you? Mate, what I'm you, very well. What's what's pumping you up? Anything? Lots of things are pumping me up at the moment. Um, I'm, uh, I'm obsessed with writing. Writing, mm. I just love writing. I think ever since I... Um, started writing that first book it was like this just like I it just like I just found my child again I was like oh fuck I've forgotten that I used to do this you know and um, yeah so I'm writing my second book at the moment um, which I kind of took with me overseas um, just largely about kind of like meaning and experience and trying to um, help people come to a greater degree of self-awareness um, because that was kind of the thing that I was um, attempted to try to find when I went overseas as well. Um, so I'm doing that. It's a oh, I've got a massive snot fucking rag <laughs> right there in the nose from deep town to fucking Booger. Yeah, Booger City. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've just actually landed in Booger City. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, That's chapter well, four. Yeah, welcome back. If you're yeah, only no- listening to this, make sure you look at the YouTube. I was fucking picked a gold mine, <laughs> put it right in the water. <laughs> oh, we've just lost all listeners. Yeah. 12 seconds in. <laughs> 12 seconds in. Anyway, let me tell you about my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, but all right. So go back to this book. So yeah. pitch it to me like... What's the self-discovery you said, but mm. what's like, um, what do you mean self-discovery? Okay. So I think we live and are more or less inclined to live on a very superficial level um, in stay and age. It's very hard to spend time with yourself because you can always get a little dopamine hit when you need. You can always love get dopamine. a little, love a good little it's dopamine good, hit. It? <laughs> great, mate. I want some now. <laughs> um, yeah. It is great. But um, all those little moments of, um, of where boredom would normally be, you can get rid of now, you know? And I became interested in this stuff when... I, because I wanted to be an AFL player, you know, like a lot of us did for many, many years. And then I got cut. I was like, okay, I'm not good enough. And then I was like, okay, well, fucking CrossFit then. Mm. So there was still this kind of external need for validation to prove myself athletically and then athletically. And then. As um, opposed to athletically. As athletically. As <laughs> yeah. opposed to by the yeah. feet. Yeah, my feet early. I was always trying yeah. to prove my feet. Yeah. So <laughs> I went from <laughs> AFL into podiatry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> AFL clubs are like, bro, why do you keep fucking massaging your feet all day every day? Kick the footy once. <laughs> I thought you wanted that. <laughs> yeah, that's nice right. heels, dude. You're like, oh, sorry. I thought this was an, the the orthotic <laughs> football league. <laughs> the trail off was epic. <laughs> oh shit! No, yeah, go on. Um, so yeah, so I always wanted to prove myself athletically, yeah, like most people do. Most young boys want to be big and strong and famous and great at fucking whatever. Absolutely, yeah. And um, and then I an adult me over here. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And then um, I still think I have a little bit of it, but um, <clears throat> I. Stopped doing that. And then after CrossFit, you know, then it was CrossFit, then it was weightlifting, it was gymnastics, all these things. And, you know, it was just this fueling this addiction for, there was some sort of hole in me that I didn't realize, you know, it was fueling an external need for validation. I think it came from dad. Um, I think I craved my dad's love the most as a child. And um, the only time I would really receive that sort of validation was when he'd watch me play on play the footy. Mm-hmm. Play the footy. <laughs> and this is going well, mate. <laughs> um, fuck it. It's nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you go with that one. Yes, you, you did. Yourself. But I saw, the, which I was saw good, the smile. Which was good. I was like... <laughs> the footy? <laughs> let no, you no, go, go but it sucked. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think a lot of that came from, from um, dad's validation, which is no fault of his own. And then when I stopped doing CrossFit, um, I really wanted to move to Bali. Um, my missus and I we moved to Bali and then I, that kind of like self-definition of Tom Ahern the athlete Tom Ahern the CrossFit Tom Ahern the AFL player um, I kind of I felt myself losing touch with it and then I felt myself um, for the first time not immediately trying to attach myself to some other sort of persona or some other sort of like definitional label that I could um, build up and mm. you know explore that side of my ego yeah. and I was like what the fuck's going on here and it really scared me like it really scared me there were lots of lots of um, hairy nights lots of nightmares because for the first time in my life obviously when you're over in Bali it's a different world mm. um, I really had this time to actually get to know myself you know and um, that kind of manifested itself in the book so I started writing who I thought I was, who I thought I had been, who I thought I needed to be because of other people. Um, And then, so effectively the book is kind of this idea of, you know, there are so many things that 
the ego will attach itself to to feel comfortable or safe or feel like it fits in or whatever. But largely, we are um, influenced to a pretty high degree based upon the desires of other people, you know. Mm-hmm. And unless we actually give ourselves time out, um, which can be really difficult because if you never give yourself time out and you you know you've got this build up of stress, what you haven't, um, what you've neglected is probably a lot of trauma, a lot of pain, and a lot of you know fear and, and stress and you know things that you actually need to go through um, before you get to the good stuff, which is mm-hmm. like wow, I, I know myself to a pretty good degree now. I can kind of figure out. I know myself at least to the extent that I know why I am the way I am, like why I always get triggered at whatever, why I always like go for the, this sort of girl, why I always like, you know, am, am resentful towards person type A, B, C. And once you find that area, you can kind of start to build the ego the way you would like to see yourself become. Um, so that's kind of like what the book is about. The first part of the book, it's based upon um, Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Mm-hmm. So when I was in... Um, when I was uh, at CrossFit, I was um, coaching at CrossFit Balaclava and Nick, who's um, beyond rest, uh, beyond rest Nick, he, um, I was having these sorts of conversations with him and he kind of just looked at me and he was just like, mate. Sorry, that just sounded like the most Jewish name. Nick. Beyond rest Nick. Oh, beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was like, beyond rest, typical Nick. bloke from Balaclava. <laughs> yeah. Bloody rest Nick. So true. You know, beyond rest Nick. Circumcised Nick. <laughs> That's his first and last name. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Nick. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm going to leave that one. Oh, fair rhyme there, but anyway. Yeah. But, um, no. <laughs> yeah. but no, yeah. So, um, beyond rest, Nick. He was, um, we were having this chat and he just kind of looked at me, you know, because he's fucking, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty self-aware, right? at least I see him that way. And he's like, mate, row, row, row your boat, gently down the stream, merrily, 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 life's but a dream. And I was like, what? Strange thing for fucking a, bl- a weirdo. <laughs> so he's staring at you. Yeah. So I'm just picturing this. He's, he's just standing there watching And he's about six foot five. Watching you do he's something. like staring down and at me. And I'm like, goes, do you want me to... Can I speak to you for a minute? Row, row, row your boat. Yeah. He it, said the whole... The whole thing. Oh, really? whole thing. He's so relaxed in himself. Really he just strange. said the whole thing. Oh, super strange. Strange maneuver. For the first... Because I had to go and coach the class. Mm. For the first three minutes, I was like... That's Guys, cooked. Screamed me right out. But it was like the best thing I like he could have said to me because so I was what just do you like, mean? Yeah. he basically just said, "Chill, life is a dream." If you, because I, I I went into this stage of trying to figure out what he what he meant, you know. Yeah. Um, and basically, the book is based around the theme of row row boat. Part one is find your stream. Part two is row your boat. Part three is life's a dream. Mm-hmm. And basically, the premise of that is we first have to come to an understanding of who we are. So we have. To, to, a, to a deeper level than perhaps who... And this is if you have a calling for it, mm. which if you, if you want to know a little bit more about yourself, if you feel like this is something, it's like, why the fuck do I always do this, mm. you know? Um, so finding your stream is number one, just deeper personal understanding. Um, part two is row your boat, which is essentially chill out. Like, I think that's really, really poignant for this day and age with the entrepreneur lifestyle and, you know, especially if you're doing some... Exactly, exactly. Chilling Um, out. um, Try not to row too quickly to get to where you're going to go anyway. But also, you know, the way I I use the analogy in the book where it's essentially you're going to hit logs along the way, rocks along the way, which is basically just fears that you haven't transcended yet. Mm. So you want to just keep the boat at a steady pace and if you do those things then part three is life's a dream Mm. and basically what we want to do in life is hit a flow state which is essentially partake in actions that are means without ends so if you can find something that you love where you love doing it purely just because you love doing it Mm. as opposed to doing it for or once I do this then I will you will lose yourself in that experience Mm. and that was my biggest takeaway from writing this book it was which was so ironic because I was writing this book and I was losing six seven hours a day writing and reading you know I was a terrible boyfriend proving your own I was uh, proving proving your own hypothesis or your own um, exactly way that you look at the world I guess I I just found something that I find a lot of flow with, you know, and I love I love writing and I love fucking talking to people. So I have you to thank for that for the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I think um, I think one of the things you said a lot of stuff there. I was like, well, that's interesting. That's yeah. No, no, but I'm shut up. It's all shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, just joking. Just joking. I loved it. Um, But one thing you said was pretty cool. Like I think um, because me and you, since obviously we've known each other, have probably been through like fucking a few lifetimes worth of stuff really because we're pretty <laughs> we dead have, thinkers mate. and all that whatever yeah um 
But I think it's really interesting when you say, when you really kind of get to know yourself because, you know, one of the things that I think that I'm much better at these days is um, in regards to knowing myself is being more, way more empathetic to myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I know that I think in the past, like, if something wasn't going my way or if I'd offended someone accidentally or if I'd had a bit of a falling out with, you know, my brother or so, you know, whatever it was, mm. I'd really stew on that really quite heavily. Um, but now, I'm kind of just like... I know that I'm not perfect mm. and I'm okay with that. Mm. You know, like, because I fuck up all the time still. Yeah, you know? everyone does. And we all do. Yeah, and I remember um, I it happened when um, I was on mushrooms uh, the other day and just I had um, the experience had kind of ended and I was having a shower after it and I was in the shower and in the shower I just kept having these real vivid dreams and or vivid daydreams, I guess. And I was just thinking about like all these things that I had in my in my life that weren't really going to plan and weren't really weren't ideal you know and, mm. and a lot of it was like you know probably my fault not that you know i'm pointing blame at myself or or whatever but also i was kind of like i just kind of relaxed and had a my i kind of like had a heavy heart had a big deep breathe outwards breath to myself and kind of was like you know what at least you understand you you mm. fucked up here and you fucked up there and you probably fucked up there as well and that's okay you know mm. you're not because you're not perfect and i know that and in the past i would have been and you know what do I got to do to fix this and whatever and now it's just you know I'm a lot better at being not perfect yeah absolutely and you know it's a really good point and I think um, the beautiful thing about mushrooms um, you know which can move us into a world where we're much more well I guess the mind is much more interested in experience and meaning as opposed to spatial awareness and separateness and you know all that Mm. sort of stuff that um, makes us identify with the objective world as opposed to our internal landscape is the fact that you're given that time to actually process those things and I think the best thing that you can do is try to I mean meditation is a very you know it's a fad at the moment it's like a fucking kale juice you know Mm. but I think a really good form of meditation is being able to try to just sit for 10 minutes or 15 minutes and do like nothing oh. like just do see if you can do it you sit know stare at a wall just sit and sit in a wall Fuck yeah bro. but I'm not, not, e- not even that. not even like listen to your breath like just see if you can just sit yeah you know because you'll find out that you'll if go you can't, partly crazy well exactly most and, people and myself that, included exactly right and what that tells you is that you're very you we have a tendency to be very far removed you know yeah. if you can't sit for five ten minutes by yourself then because addiction another thing that i go into this book is um is addiction because i was looking at my own addiction so i was look and addiction is a spectrum addiction is not like a, a heroin addict on the street it is any sort of hole in the heart that is fueled externally um and that can be food sex porn whatever it is even just like i was saying before that need for validation um and we'll find very quickly, like you even said something just before, which I thought was interesting, where you said that because you were so hard on yourself, so internal world, you were external world trying to make all these things better, mm. you know, to, to find that homeostatic relationship in the mind. And I think a lot of the healing can actually be done just by yourself, just mm. by sitting down, sorting through the emails and just being like, okay... Wow. Sorting through the emails? Yeah. I listened, it was a really good analogy. I listened to <laughs> yeah, it um, right. on a podcast. And this like, guy was talking about... get into the fucking box? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, this guy was talking about, um, you know, meditation time to yourself is kind of like sifting was through an Prince email inbox. Was this uh, yes, he was. Yes, yeah. His name was Atu. <laughs> I don't know if that's the actual pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, go on. But um, the idea behind it is just like, you know, if you haven't done it, if you haven't if you haven't looked at your email inbox for a long time, you're going to have a thousand emails yeah. and you're going to like, oh fuck, I have, I've got to put that fire out. I've got to put that fire out. But if you do it more or less five, 10, 20 minutes every day, you know, the stuff that is worrying to you, you've kind of, A, you've kind of already sorted through it. So it's, it's not a big issue or it's like, oh cool, I've just given myself time, you know, um, tonight to just chill out and be like, cool, I've got to sort that out. So That's is the fine. analogy to like, be aware of what's going on and kind of address it on the fly before you suppress him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is that what and, you're to and suppress, I think suppressing thoughts, experiences, traumas happens um, more or less subconsciously if we don't take the time to consciously give, you know, um, move through it. Mm. Um, yeah. So I was just looking into all this sort of stuff. I was really trying to understand my own OCD from a, you know, deep psychoanalytical perspective as well. Like how the fuck could 
one day everything be fine and Danny, and then all of a sudden I was having these incredibly intrusive sexual thoughts, you know, about my own sexuality, incredibly intrusive thoughts about going to hell, developing mental illness, kicking young babies, like these where the fuck literally i would have these terrible intrusive thoughts that like i would some like hurt children hurt the people i love um and i was like yeah literally like like, it's but i was like (laughs) not great yeah like it's not it's fine it's fine it's just like (laughs) oh this is weird all the time (laughs) all the time it's like wasn't even a thought i was like fuck i meant to do it mate just booting kids over fences kick 12 babies (laughs) yeah yeah. look it's just what i do you know we all have our thing (laughs) that's right but um some was like to play basketball yeah exactly i like to but yeah it's like where could all these thoughts possibly come from Mm. and then i got really excited by um carl jung and really excited by um some of alan watts stuff and yeah i was just really interested and then Mm. dreams as well just got obsessed with it so um it produced this 145,000 word book uh, that I'm slowly kind of sifting through now. So, cool. Yeah, it's good. It's good. How many people do you reckon need to do all that work that you just mentioned? Like, how many people, and and you know, taking ourselves out of the way that we think. Mm. Um, how many people do you think really need it? And how many people do you think actually ignorance is bliss and they're totally totally <laughs> yeah. cruising? You know, shit. Do I... we overanalyze things? Like, do it? Do, do people need to do that work? Do you think? I think so. I mean, I mean, I don't think people. Um, need to do i mean people can do things if they want i think i think it's um universally beneficial to take time for yourself mm. you know, just like you know like all the financial ex- experts say pay yourself 10 percent first you know mm. i think it's good to you know because yes we are a collective we're a part of the human race but we're also individuals mm. and we all find happiness um we measure happiness in our own ways mm. um so whatever little trick helps for you maybe it's like um you know, some people genuinely love just having a glass of red wine, but any kind of little happiness thing, you know, is is fantastic. Mm. I think you and I are certainly more right hemisphere oriented. We <clears> definitely <throat> look towards the, you know, the meaning experience idea, like why does that apply to me, the context, mm. um, as opposed to two plus two equals four, great, move on. <laughs> yeah. You know, we need to know why and uh, yeah. that can take us into like, you know, interesting roads, which I think is like why you and I are such close mates, you know. Such weirdos. Such fucking weirdos, yeah. <laughs> no, I just wonder that because, you know, like so many people, I, it's everything's really so subjective when it comes mm. to like, you know, self-discovery and, and mindfulness and happiness and wellness and blah, 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 blah. And I just wonder like how many, what percentage of the population out there actually wake up and, you know, bounce out of bed and don't do fuck all to look after themselves. Yeah. You know, smoke smoke cigarettes, drink beers, around, and, and yeah. they're pretty happy-go-lucky. I, I just would love to know, you know, what the general populace thinks like and if this is the way that we think and that's like the way that we want to live our lives. And, mm. you know, I wonder... Well, I, I just guess the wonder, beautiful you know. thing about being a human being is the fact that, like, no one thinks the same, you know, mm. and what you get worried and happy about is completely different to what I get worried and happy mm. about. And, you know, we can sometimes... You know, I, I always used to like resent people like that. I'd be like, how are you so fucking happy mm. just doing that? You know, but then I'd, I'd be over here like trying to fight so hard for, I actually think part of the issue is our expectation to pursue happiness at all costs. Mm. And I think- Do you the, mean ours is in mine and yours? The collective. Or collective. Happiness is like, I don't everyone so wants people, to be happy. I don't think so many people focus on that. Yeah. Well, I don't think enough people think about it. Think about happiness. Yeah. I think we do. Mm. heavily but I feel like because if we really did then we wouldn't run our lives the way that we run our lives mm. because mm. if you really man you think about it mm. quite a lot you know and and I think about the things that I know for a fact that studies have shown that money doesn't buy your happiness yeah of course but most of the people that work in this office that we're in in the commons you know like 80% of them would probably work till their you know fucking knuckles are bleeding mm. to you know, reno that house and put a second story on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put that pool room on the on that second story. So, and that's cool. You know, like that's a little bit of you'll get a little bit of a buzz from from you know buying things and having money, but it doesn't. But the whole world revolves around money, mm. wealth, mm. power. Like that, none of that shit matters. So knowing yeah. that, like, do people really covet happiness when we know how to fucking? Well, we know what doesn't get you there yeah. and we still go through the same motions. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, we, we can become... I mean, it's an addiction though. Like materialism is an addiction. Mm. And, um, you know, I think what we really want in life is just freedom. 
we just want freedom and the time to do what we actually really enjoy mm. um but people that's why people work so hard he's like when i have so much money then i'll be free and then i'll be mm. free but then the underside of that is by working so hard then you need the car you because know, you, you know you need to make your life easy you need the car and then you need the house and that keeping up with the joneses man is so fucking real you mm. know and you yeah, said a really good does, point before you were like we know what um we know what makes us happy and i was really thinking about that I mean, no, it doesn't make us ha- doesn't make us happy as well. True, but I think Amazing. we know what makes us happy as well because you look at the happiest people in the world; they dedicate their lives to happiness. The Dalai Lama dedicates his life to happiness. He meditates. He's always a bit of a weirdo, though. He's a weirdo, <laughs> but he's happy. Yeah, he's happy. Yeah, you yeah. can't fault yeah. him. Key to life, though: be happy. We're a rope. Not as weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you have a look at the guy, and and you he's have happy a look. As fuck, at, I'll give him that. He's fucking happy. <laughs> Tibetan Buddhist. You know, he's a leader of Tibetan Buddhism, I think, and um, the Tibetan. Buddhist school can get pretty esoteric and get pretty crazy. Mm. But if you look at him just from in layman's terms, there is no aspect of him that tries to um, be separate from anyone else. In fact, he's gone the other way. So even just the clothes we wear are a, a, a kind of a part of the way we like to want the world to see us like oh yeah, yeah you know i have a tattoo i have a beard like i'm kind yeah, of this sort story of person of who we are that we tell ourselves um this exactly. alternative you know alternative half hipster don't give a fuck yeah kind of entrepreneur that doesn't care like you know yeah. i would never wear a suit because i'm right. trying to prove to people that i don't care exactly. i don't like suits but that, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but there is really a part of it that like i i dress this way for that reason i guess absolutely subconsciously if i really think about it yeah yeah you know? totally totally um, and you look at a monk and the monks go the other way to make sure they don't stand out. I've got torn white jeans on, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. But <laughs> yeah. So this is a very extreme the example. Other way. Actually, kind of Tommy, Tommy questioned me straight away. As soon as he walked in, he said, basically he said to me, you look like a bit of a flog, mate. <laughs> look, to be honest, I don't lack like of a better, Lack of a better statement, you were like, oh, white jeans. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mate. Trying to allude to the idea that I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, look, he wears a robe. He shaved his head. Um, he, he does. And his life is set up around smiling with people, helping them. Like, we, we know the metrics that make people happier. And that the happier we are. It's so There's this thing I read um, in, in a book. Um, it's called, fuck, I can't even remember what it's called anymore. But he was looking at the difference between pleasure and happiness. And a really interesting um, distinction is dopamine is the uh, neurotransmitter associated with um, pleasure, which yeah. is that more, 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 and then it actually it actually starts to kill off the receptor sites in the neurons. So you have to have more of a rush to get the same amount of pleasure. Mm. So if you watch porn and you have a wank and you come, it's like okay, cool, that was really good, but more off like eventually you're gonna have to watch harder porn, mm. you know, because you need to get that same rush or whatever it is, yeah. you know. Happiness was the book, on the um, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. Okay. Have you read that? No, oh, it- just similar, similar. similar talks about stuff. talks about the difference between. Yeah, it just goes deeply into, you know, dopamine versus serotonin. Serotonin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought, probably the same shit. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. um, And then, yeah, the serotonin idea is it, the, it was um, transmitted through the brain to tell primitive animals that they have an available amount of resources. Basically, we have enough. Mm. So when you have serotonin pumping through, you're like, oh, cool, everything you is the way contentness. it needs to be. You have contentment. That would be a good one yeah. to say, yeah. Exactly right. You have mm. contentment. And... Um, I think as hard as it is sometimes because we all have that, you know, fucking beast within that's like, mm. it'd be so good to have a million dollars and have a fucking madhouse and all that sort of shit. But then the more you can, the more you can take that time out, which I was saying before, which has been really beneficial for me, I, I found what, you know, at least at this very humble age, what um, makes me happy. And I thought it was that external validation of playing the AFL, you know, being CrossFit regional team. And now it's just like laughing with my friends, mm. writing my book, um, spending time with my missus, you know, like all the very cliche shit. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Mm. But yeah, I think it's funny because, yeah, I think there's one issue that fucks it all because you said we know what makes us happy and I would agree to that statement as well. I would agree that we do know what makes us happy because studies have proven all that too. And mm. just at the end of the day, if you get... T- told you terminally ill what do you want to do mm-hmm. you want to spend time with your friends and family and laugh as much as possible that's how you want to go out right yeah that basically is the, the way to prove you know what what actually makes you happy that's so well, true fucking you know another zero on my bank account's not gonna make me happy yeah when you're terminally ill so but the thing is it's just 
We know that as well as we know the money side of thing. What doesn't the, what doesn't make us happy? Mm-hmm. Studies, we like anecdotally, we mm-hmm. know deep down, but we can't put it together. Mm. Consumerism's fucking cooked us. It really has. It really is a bit of a machine, you know. You know? It's very did and you know the the difficult thing for a lot of us, I think, is that we fail to realise that if you don't, if you don't actively partake in personal psychological discipline to find a deeper connection to yourself there are billions of dollars worth of marketing industries out there that are trying to figure you out Mm. so they're going to figure you out before you know yourself and then you'll just be wired exactly we're already figured it's incredible facebook and well, probably just those two companies alone have have we're, we've we're figured. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, they've definitely. got us. If you told yourself the story of yourself from your you know biographical you know part of your brain, you're like mm. you, you write, I am Tom Ahern. I like this. I like that. This is how the world sees me. Blah blah blah. And then Google did it. Yeah, Google's got you. Yeah, it's true. It, you know? it would be close for sure. <laughs> yeah, which is scary. Yeah, but it will, oh, <clears throat> Tom Ahern creep yeah yeah <laughs> this guy knows everything about me <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck it's crazy yeah yeah it is interesting but I, I think you do have to I, I really think that if you're not happy with the way things are go within before you go out you know what do you mean by go out if you're not if you're if you feel like you're capable of more if you're if you're fighting intrusive thoughts if you're sad if you're worried if you feel like something's not right explore that rather than trying to prove yourself you know mm, yeah right. yeah tr- rather than chasing that external validation yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah it's pretty interesting um i um yeah are you do you meditate at the moment yeah yep yep most days mm. uh, i found that diary writing is um probably my best outlet um and dream analysis like i just get so much from dream analysis analysis i just pages and pages of of um yeah, going into that world because it's a it's a it's a non biased like when you have a dream, a dream is fascinating to me. Like you have a dream, you wake up, think about the way you talk about a dream. Oh yeah, I was in this place and you know, you're you're watching yourself do all these things, but you're kind of attached to that self at, at the same time. Mm. You know, like, oh yeah, I was here, but then I changed and then I became that person and all that sort of stuff. And there are heaps of different ideas about what kind of dreams allude to but Carl Jung's idea was that dreams um, attempt to resolve some of the traumas or you know confusion or indecisiveness that you've experienced in in conscious awareness and this is why for example that 80% of people that suffer from PTSD will have nightmares relating to that experience that gave them the trauma because the mind is trying to go back to give itself a a an answer so that if that happens again, we won't react like we did then. Because mm. when you go through that pain, exactly yeah. when you react, like you know, reacting, moving, like when someone scares you, like oh, you do this before you even realize what's going on. Yeah. And then if you haven't updated that cognitively, you know, because it's body first, emotion second, mind third. Um, if you haven't integrated that into the mind, it's like oh yeah, well that person when he pulled a gut on me this is what I probably should have done, you know, understanding that it's going to keep replaying all the time. And traumas, you know, a trauma is a spectrum. There's a spectrum of trauma, you know, from everything from, you know, heavy, heavy sexual abuse, rape, all that sort of stuff down to little things that your boss said to you. You're like, oh, that makes me feel shit. Mm. And you're like, so constantly trying to integrate those subconscious reactions into the mind um, is really beneficial. And that really helped me. Um, with dream analysis because a lot of that stuff comes up you know and then you can you can write about it and you're like oh okay I wonder why this keeps coming up why am I always in this person's house you know mm, I, have a, um, I have a recurring dream mm-hmm. that <clears throat> I think I might have told you about this at one point I'm sure I would have at one point and we've actually I reckon we've laughed really heavily about it <laughs> it's when um, the bad guys are chasing me and I can fly oh yeah you know I told you about that yeah. I can always I can like hover okay. no not hover I can glide I can glide. Yeah, yeah. So if I get enough speed up and I've got to be fucking going. <laughs> if I get enough speed up yeah. and I've got to get like, I've got to have some sort of a, a rampy setup or like a bit of a bit of a, a ledge. Yeah. Not like a cliff, but a ledge. Yeah. Um, and if I get enough pace up, if I'm running full tilt, if I'm going flat knacker, <laughs> I can glide. But then once I get, once I get in the air, Due to the wind and a few factors and a bit of you know gliding yeah. skill, yeah, I can I can get away. I can I can effectively fly. Okay, but 
It's a full nightmare. Is it? Every time. No, at no point in time can I ever fly in any other dreams unless I've got like king of the bad guys and all his fucking goons and gangster squad just chasing me down. So who are the bad guys? Like, I don't do you know, know them or nah, like, what I do they look know. like? Always the same. I don't, I don't know if I ever see them in the dreams. Shit. You know, they're just, it's always the same people that are trying to get me. Wow. You know, and it's this has been a recurring dream for about ten years. Really, and I reckon it was due to the fact that I used to sell drugs a little bit back in the day. Mm. You know, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that's what it is. Mm. I feel like, why? Why do you think they're bad guys? Because, well, when you're doing shit like that, when you're when you're fucking around in that kind of world, like yeah. you're breaking the law and you're doing, you know, it's not a positive impact on society. So. I've always probably... Because no one really knew about that, you know, too much. And I, I never got... I nearly got busted with some drugs one time. And, um, you know, like no one really... No one really knew and I never mm. never came out. So it's always been like a pretty tightly kept, you know, secret that I, that I did it for a bit. And um, I think the fact that it's always been like a secret of mine, I guess, mm. it feels like I'm forever holding on to that secret, mm. you know. And mm. this is probably the most I've talked about it ever before on a podcast or whatever. Yeah. I may have alluded to it before or maybe dropped it a very small mention maybe. But, you know, I think... You know what? Like, I think the first episode we ever did, you said there was like three things you wouldn't talk about. And like the first 10 episodes you spoke about two of them. I <laughs> yeah. think this is the third one. Um, I think it was something yeah, like the that. Old, you're like, the old... Lady Boy Running. The Lady one. Boy Running was number uh, one. That was famous in episode 87. Or episode whenever, whenever it was. point one. <laughs> yeah. Straight into it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. the second one was. <laughs> yeah. Um, Something like that though, you know? Yeah, it was. Something oh, I think that was one of them, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Because um, my nan listens to every show. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Yeah, I know. She does. Sorry, nan. Oh, well. I'm a good bloke You should sell to her, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a good... <laughs> yeah, nan loved, loved the Loves a cat. in the day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think yeah, and, and analyzing that dream, I feel like, and I don't know what I would what I would have to do to to actually move on from this fucking dream. <laughs> but it's genuinely been with me for ten years, mm. and it's just it's just like it's just every time I close my eyes and I go through that, I'm just I have a harrowing eight hours. Yeah, you yeah. Always oh, heart rate just oh, you know what a nightmare is. I guess I don't Definitely. have to explain it. Like heart heart rate pumping and just sweating and just like, and then. Yeah, it's just, it's never left me. And <clears throat> I've always just felt, maybe the bad guys are the good guys. I can't really remember right now, like, but I'm always, everyone's hunting me down and yep. they're going to get me, whether it's like, it is the police, maybe and the, they're the good guy or whoever, I'm just, I'm getting hunted. That's yeah. kind of what it is. So, and it's interesting because, you know, I've never done any dream analysis. I've never done any dream journaling or whatever, anything like that. Um, I've written down my thoughts in a journal, you know, obviously, but um, but I've never, yeah, I've never gone to it. But, but if I really thought about it, for sure, that's what it would. <clears throat> that's what it would. Well, I mean, you could look at it two ways. I, I think sometimes the best things we can do in life are um, integrating pattern interrupts into the way we live. You know, so like just go a different way home. See how that. It's so easy to fall into habits. You know, fall into uh, the unconscious program. And I think like the mind works in a similar way. Like if you started to explore if you just change the scope there because it sounds like you're trying to run away run away run away and then you hit this place of just pure freedom and you're like fuck yeah I got rid of it could it be perhaps and I don't know because like I just don't know but you finding that freedom is actually the ignorance and the disillusion of the own world you've created but what you could actually do is turn around and face the bad guys who are actually trying to reintegrate you into society and that would find the balance because one of the things that the dream analysis talk about is that all you need to stop having those dreams is conscious awareness of essentially what they mean so if you keep having this dream yada 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 and then you begin to write it down because essentially like diary writing is having a conversation with yourself from an objective standpoint you're like you're writing your thoughts down you're writing your thoughts down if you are not your thoughts which we know that we're not our thoughts who is the one talking to the thoughts Mm. well that's the awareness that's the observer of the thoughts Mm. and you can keep going deeper into that but um thoughts are these things that come from fucking nowhere in response of trying to understand shit that in layman's terms shit that nearly killed us or made us really scared and um thoughts are fascinating man they're like given we think in a language and in pictures that have been given to us by society you know Mm. all that stuff everything that we see is society they're not our own thoughts you know Mm. so it's just the mind trying to um 
put that in a safe place so that if that shit happens again, it'll know what to do. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Mm. Um, you know, while you were talking, then I thought of the um, episode title for this show. Oh, yeah? Thoughts, Dreams, and Kicking Babies. <laughs> <laughs> With Tom Fuck it out. But anyway, that's, yeah, bad. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it, um, it, is, it is pretty interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, I've actually, um, I've actually moved right away from. It's so funny, man, because I'm, I'm, you know me, and and I know you, and we're always, you <laughs> we're know. one big happy family. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I know me, you know you. I like yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, anyway, so, but I actually, you know, I'm always like, fuck, I want to be like happier and more grounded, blah blah blah. blah. Always trying to learn more about myself in that regard, and I've totally, it's so funny, I've, I've totally dropped meditation yeah for the most part yeah probably like three or four months i stopped journaling about six months ago mm-hmm. my cold showers have gone from a minute and a half at the end of my shower to about fucking 25 <laughs> seconds yeah. about seven droplets hit me and then i'm out <laughs> yeah. and then um but i'm fucking in a probably a better place than i've been in a long time you know mm. it's interesting that quest for just figuring out what what's going good but um, well i mean you definitely engage in work that's very meaningful and you have a lot of autonomy in the work yeah, and i think i'm just a lot less stressed you're a lot less stressed you know i feel like having having no adventure it's just like fucking it's win yeah it's pretty it's pretty win and i've also definitely. been doing the gut health stuff i've been mm. playing around with you know microdosing on mushrooms so i've probably just um i have been meditating a little bit too you know like i haven't fully fully dropped it yeah but um yeah it's interesting you know i think um i think with all that stuff I think if you've just got a fucking, just an array of bits and pieces that you have in your arsenal mm. and, and you just keep working at it and you... Pull them out for different reasons, yeah, different times. Yeah, Definitely. I wish, i tell you what I wish though. i tell you, because as I said, I've been going, you know, really good and, and whatever and like, because I've been, yeah, so you, you have so much going on at all times. You can't, it's not, you can't get a sample size where you're like, you know what? When I uh, microdose on mushrooms every once a week, I feel fucking great. And I'm yeah. Or, 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 you know... To, to, to have that be the answer I would have to have not been doing this gut health stuff mm. you know like is it the gut health that you know mm-hmm. really working on your gut health and, and teeing that up is is making me a happier person more well and blah 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 or is it the fact that you know I'm way less stressed or you know I've actually been seeing my mates about it's like what it doesn't really matter I'm not really stressed about it mm. you know but I'm just um, yeah it's funny I've been just on this you know absolute tear to try and you know be the best version of myself and then yeah. I, and I've scrapped everything that I thought was like the key to it all originally and then I'm now I'm absolutely cruising up but I, I do think it's external influences that have been probably lifted you know, definitely the, the, yeah. the stress of the stress of financially being fucking you know having the old skirt pulled up and yeah the old hummus yeah hummus Tuesday yeah that's right yeah but I think it can also become like a real um, painful point trying to find happiness all the time because mm. you, you only you only know happiness by sadness you only know fear through joy you only know pleasure mm. through pain and the more you try to chase happiness the more you're if you chase happiness you're defining yourself based on all the areas that you're unhappy mm. you know if you're if you want more joy in your life, you're defining yourself based on all the areas that you're fearful in life and, and, and you're not joyous. So I think just like trying to find happiness now, just be like, or being actually, you know what? I'm going to scratch what I just said then. Being really okay. Like if you're scared, mm. fine. Yeah. You're scared. Who cares? Yeah. You know? You're a fucking... You're, 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 you're a fucking you're, pussy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, like, you're a punts, mate. Yeah, yeah you just, suck. <laughs> live with it. you got yeah. no mates. Yeah, don't be okay Everybody hates you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's like... Uh, it's um, it's probably there for a reason, you know? Yeah, nah. You're probably scared for a fair reason. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, as I said, I'm way better with that. You know, like... When I have bad days, you know, nowadays it's not... I think empathy is massive mm-hmm. for me, I reckon. Um, I think in um, business and, you know, leadership in business, you know, um, I've, always, I've always had a really small team at, at, at AdventureFit and I was always, you know, running and rushing around and we have a decent sized team now at Athena and I think I have some soft skills that probably allow me to lead that team mm-hmm. and, you know, I have no hard skills but I have some good soft skills and I think the key is empathy mm-hmm. to, to, to other people and to yourself, mm. I reckon. And, and one of my employees told me that, you know, when I asked them, I interviewed him about, um, the first six months of working with Athena and one of the h- highlights, one of the things that made them want to work with Athena and want to, you know, do everything they could to, you know, 
you know, be part of the team or whatever was um, empathy from me for, for a few things. And mm-hmm. it highlighted that. I was like, oh, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. You know. I never would have thought of that, but it's just, it is something that comes a little more naturally to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I also apply it to myself. You know, I think empathy is uh, like, because for example, I, I was in this stretch where I was just, I'm, I'm pretty good every day. I feel feeling really great. But I remember at one point about, probably about six weeks ago, um, I was just, I was flying. Every day was fucking great. And, and I was actually probably having beers like probably once a week with like my mates. And I'd probably get, get pretty drunk and feel a bit shitty, but like just laughing more than I'd laugh, you know, like cleansing the soul. Like that night with me, you and Mac, Mac's mm-hmm. 30th. That was oh, a perfect God. example. Felt like a fucking that was a good night. fucking dirt the next day. Yeah. But I was like, I woke up going, oh, I feel so shit with a big smile on my face. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but then I went and had, um, I went out and I had, couple of beers on the Friday night for some reason and I had um, half a um, gram of mushrooms and that was fine. I just was going to microdose that night anyway. Um, but And then I got pulled into some beers and I was like, that's fine. I'll just have half a dose. Gave me a little buzz, whatever. And then the next night I was on the beers, beers, beers. And, um, and then I went out to my mate's party. Had beers with my mate in the day. Went out to my mate's party and then I ended up taking another half a gram of magic mushrooms. No worries. But mm-hmm. I just think probably just... Don't know, I didn't need to do that. So mm. I was kind of pushing a little bit and whatever. And then my mate Bush came up to me and got me on the nose beer. <laughs> Just one nose beer. Yeah. But a big... How, so, so you put Heineken up your nose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Heineken, I mean, that? Coke on a key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually put beer up my nose. So I was like, how do I answer And by this? nose, I mean hummus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but so I ended up having a night on the gear. It one line of coke and half a gram of mushrooms mm-hmm. but 50 beers you know yeah yeah and that i think um i think it's like the no seat uh the nocebo effect when i get on the gear i i i talk myself into how bad i'm gonna feel in the week mm-hmm. mentally mm-hmm. you know because one gram of co- uh one well one gram of coke but <laughs> one line of coke um although it's a little hoofer like yeah it's a decent little <laughs> you know um it's not really gonna do that much to you mm-hmm. really it's not up here in, in the body whatever it's really it's not going to fuck you up, mm-hmm. but it fucked me up mm. because I think I was telling myself that you've had coke now, you're going to feel fucked for days yeah, and days. Yeah, yeah. And I did. I felt actually so fucking... I didn't want to leave the house for you know so long. I was like, I was hard on myself. Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? But then after you know feeling pretty poor on Monday and, and then you know I kind of said to myself, you know what? You're not always going to feel like this. No, of course you know? not. And no. that's not something that I had the ability to do back in the day, you mm. know? So although you're feeling shit, you're just like, all right, cool, man. Just, you're going to have to ride out the storm. Yeah. You know? And I think, I really always think about it like that. I think that word for me is probably the last 12 months has become really important to me in the way that I treat other people and the way that I treat myself. Mm. And I think, it's, I think it's pretty rad. I think it's powerful, you know? If you can, you know, if you can understand that, you know, it's going to be okay and see things through, you know, from a different perspective. I think it's, it's been rad for me. I really, yeah. I think a lot of people measure how their day has been based upon like one thing that's gone wrong. You know, mm-hmm. like the way the emotional mind works is that, um, you know, if, if you say to me, you know, how are you, mate? I'm not going to go through with my logical brain and look at all the things that happened to me that were good on the day and all the things that happened to me were bad and try to weigh them up and be like, oh, based upon this chart, I've had a good day. Yeah. You know, you say, yeah, good. Because it's just totally based on the way you're feeling right now. Mm. And more often than not, when we interact with people, we're engaging with them from an emotional perspective. So when you come home and you're like, oh, fuck, I had a shit day. That's really just your mind, you know, puffing out bullshit whatever whatever the word is yeah. based upon the fact that you know someone overtook you really aggressively on the way home from work mm. and i think if you can this is where you know being mindful helps and again that's a really fatty word but just get like give yourself two minutes for doing nothing mm. and then just see what pops up you know um practicing that sort of stuff you know as it definitely taught me um that i can actually choose to be happy I really can choose and everything that I do in life, um, I can actually reflect upon that and be like, oh, you know, that didn't happen the way I wanted to, but because it didn't happen, this happened, this thing was really great happened to me, mm. you know, there's like a old, um, I think it's an old Buddhist poem um, or a Buddhist story and there's like a Chinese, there's Make like, it rhyme. 
Yeah. I'm like, it's a story, make it Exactly, right. yeah. Yes. There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> Challenge yourself. Yeah, yeah. He had a big penis and <laughs> he could suck it, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fuck, that was actually not bad. Oh, oh, that's the whole... It rhymed, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> God. But anyway, he, he's, he's working on the farm oh. and um, I think his... Uh, you know, his son, his son, it's something on the lines of this, right? His son um, says, oh, you know, dad, can I go and um, jump on a horse to ride the horse? And it's like, yeah, good. The horse runs away and all the farmers run up to him and they're like, oh my God, that's so bad that the horse ran away. It's like, good luck, bad luck, who knows? The next day, the horse runs back to the farm with a whole bunch of horses. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. That's so cool. He's like, yeah, good luck, bad luck, who knows? The next day, his son's riding one of the horses and um, he falls off and breaks his leg. And all the farmers run up to the guy and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened to your son. That's so bad. Good luck, bad luck, who knows? The next day, the uh, the military come to the farm and they're like, hey, you know, we need your son. And, you know, they look at him and he's like, oh, they've got a broken leg. So they, so they go away. So he doesn't get conscripted. And all the farmers, you know, it's that basic idea that we never know how things are going to pan out. Yeah. But you can always have a neutral perspective. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like the butterfly effect. Mm. One door opens, right. another, one door closes, another one, another one opens. You yeah, know? you don't have the, you don't have the, you don't have the luck of having foresight to see, you know, what how this will actually affect your life. Mm. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, that's, that's great. You find that space and just be like, cool. However, this will go. This will go. You mm. know, that's good. Mm. That's interesting. Um, so, since we had you on the show last, I don't reckon when did we were you back from Europe. Last time you were on the show, I don't even know when the last time you were on the show was. I don't think so. No, nah. no. Nah, How was your what was your what was your overall what's the summary of Europe? Yeah, yeah, it was great, mate. It was good. Um, yeah, I think lots of lots of things I learned about myself. Um, didn't get a chance to see like a whole lot of Europe. We saw um, we were living in Bali for a couple of months. We lived in um, Scotland for a month, Ireland for a couple of days, just season friends, and they were living on a farm in France for two months. So that was like a really good time to practice my French, which was sick. Um, I think when we go back, um, we'd love to like obviously do a bit more of Europe. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just great. I think, especially for you know boys moving into adulthood, and I'm like 26. So boys I'm, to be men. Boys to be men. Yeah, <laughs> off mice and men. Yeah, there once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> um, but you don't really get you don't get like that initiation that um, we used to back in the tribe times. Like, hey, now you know I'm teaching you about responsibility. I'm teaching you about like going off and doing your own shit. What just. Back in the tribe times, I just like that you said Back that. in the tribe times, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, go on. Oh, Johnny tribe like, times. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, all that sort of stuff, you Back know. I'll try him again. You know, yeah. when we're in, yeah, me tribe. <laughs> tribe called Quest. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, back when there was like a, a younger fella, he was probably getting a little bit restless and you know annoying the collective. You know, all the men would take him and you know go do other sort of initiation yeah. shit. They'd um, fuck him up. They'd fuck him yeah. up. They would. Yeah. They would. They would. And. Yeah. Um, Oh man, like, you know what? The biggest lesson that I learned was that Melbourne is a fantasy land of fantasy lands. Like, it's just the fucking opportunity that we have here. Oh, yeah. Like, where people literally cause a ruckus based on coffee. Yeah. It's just like, uh, and I'm not apologizing for that. I'm like, I'm so humbled to be a Melbourneite, but it's just crazy. Like, being in Bali and like just meeting some of the, the happier people than us, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, but living in a place like this is just great. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. Especially when you um I think uh I think that's where when I said that I've got a bit of empathy in the old fucking back pocket, I reckon that's because of how much I've travelled, you know. Mm. There's a lot of people a lot of people haven't seen that shit. Mm. Most people. Mm-hmm. Most people haven't seen how everyone else lives. how poor the world is you know yeah like uh you know the fact that we're the one percent we live in melbourne there's no crime the fucking weather's you know pretty nice most of the time we have we get paid bucket loads of cash you're in the one percent if you earn more than thirty four thousand dollars a year yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know it's rough isn't it yeah it's rough it's just crazy and yeah i mean and it, you know we do complain about our coffee I'm yeah fucking spewing when they put the fucking <laughs> butter in after <laughs> they make the cappuccino yeah. put it at the start yeah. whip it up mix Mate, it's it in. the worst mix thing in. in the world you know yeah slow I, wi-fi i normally just throw it back in their face <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fuck you yeah. yeah yeah i wait till it cools down a little bit and then uh, i throw it in their face feels here again <laughs> yeah. you better get it right mate yeah that's right <laughs> throws it again johnny tribal so nah but I, I know what you mean it is um 
It is good to know. I think it's. Uh, I think that's why travel is so good for people, you know, because mm. not everyone gets that chance to see how you know the world really operates. Yeah, we are not the way that the world really operates. Now, with are, our white jeans, you know. Yeah, ripped white jeans. Ripped white Imagine jeans. walking into a tribe like this. <laughs> They'd go, mate. We're gonna go and we're gonna take you for initiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only yeah. difference is they didn't mean to have rock. all the fucking rips in their jeans. You're like, oh yeah, I want to be like funny Johnny Tribe tits. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said tits. Johnny Tribe tits. Yeah. Um, yeah, nah, it's great. Uh, that's good. I'm glad you fucking loved it. So how come we didn't stay in Bali? Uh, we wanted, we just moved on. We, we we're always planning to continue to like travel. Mm. Um, and we we kind of reached a point where. Um, coaching wasn't us anymore. Wasn't mm. for us anymore. That so happened that, pretty quick, didn't it? That happened pretty quick. Yeah, that happened really quick. I remember quick. speaking to you and you were like, you just got over there, same time as Mac, and I was like, yo, what's going on? And you're yeah. like, yeah, fucking loving it. It's great. <laughs> Weather's pumping, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yeah, cool. Spoke to Mac, same thing. I'm yeah. like, the boys are loving it. And then about... It's been a couple of months later and you're like, yeah, no, nah, we're in France. And <laughs> didn't like it. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Wasn't us. And I was yeah. like, oh, I can ride over there. I know. Have fun in France. Yeah. <laughs> and never talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, we just, I mean, we wanted to travel like fundamentally and we were just like happy to um, do our time in Bali. Bali's great. Like I loved living in Bali. Um, but um, yeah, it was a travel trip anyway, you know. And then Shabon just got back. Bali's a bit of a fantasy land, I reckon. Bali's a bit of a massive People fantasy People living land. in Changi are in a Because it's the yeah, Western world living in like a very poor place. Yeah. So it's like nothing costs anything. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, you we're can actually, kings. you can go to places where they'll charge like 20 bucks for like a smashed avocado and shit. Yeah. You can do Bali cheap. Yeah. And cheap, it's fucking cheap. It's like, man, it's... It's one dollar Australian a week for a week's worth of petrol on a scooter. Yeah, like we pay seventy dollars to get around. They yeah. they pay one. Yeah, it's we fucking... pay seventy bucks to get to the scooter store. Yeah, exactly. Before we yeah, get a scooter. Yeah, <laughs> to look up scooters online. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, it's just crazy. So you yeah. can do it if you have. Oh man, if you're an entrepreneur and you're working off your laptop, live in Bali, save some money, come back here and buy a house, do it. Yeah. You need to do. I wonder if you actually get like a community if you're living in Bali full time. Because everyone seems pretty transient there, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone's in and out. They're over there for a year. They're starting up a business. They're, you know, mm. living the backpacker lifestyle or the entrepreneurial, you know, lifestyle for a bit. Yeah. What's it called? The, um, you know... Nomad. Digital, digital nomad. nomad or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Yeah, because I remember Dave telling me, like, people oh, that yeah. come in and out of the gym. It was like... There's like 30 locals in Changu. He's like, yeah. you know, there's, 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 a, there's a few of us. Yeah. And then everyone else is in and out, you know? Yeah. I wonder what it would be like... Because I've thought about moving over there, obviously, and... and the fact that it's so transient hasn't stopped me from moving over there, but I've always wondered if I went over there, if it's just like delaying real life and, you know, delaying settling down or whatever mm. because of that transient nature. Yeah. You know, well, it depends like, what you want though. Like what, well, what does settling down settle mean down, to you? Though. Well, like, settling down to me means... Family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all it means to me really. Yeah. Just settling down, having having a having a um, partner and having kids, you know, at some point I'll definitely little, want to Little Johnny tri tits. Yeah. Little Johnny tri tits with his white little fucking ripped jeans and... Just, just a little fucking cocksucker. Just <laughs> <laughs> drinking buttered coffee in Port Melbourne, walking oh, a designer sausage dog. Terrible kid. Mate, my kids are going to be Kick cuts. him. <laughs> punch yeah, punch that's babies. Right. That's right. You're going to have to kick him a few times. Yeah, I'll But um, when I'll they're babies, yeah, just I'll, to learn I'll kick him. Good. Yeah. Fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, nah, so I've always just wondered if, you know, me going to Bali would just be delaying that real life because it's so transient, you know, everyone, it's kind of, it just feels like... Uh, Feels like a little piece of like time not really existing. Yeah, it's Pleasure Town. Feel, yeah, that's right. Pleasure, pleasure Town is exactly how I would explain it. Yeah, yeah, it, it is built, Pleasure built Town. By, yeah, it's built by Australians for Australians for pure pleasure. Yeah, for pure pleasure. Food, nightlife, fucking yeah. like people you're around. Yeah, where they're like, it's crazy. Everyone it's, has sex with everyone. It's always yeah. hot. Everyone's getting STDs. Yeah. Everyone's having sex with their food. I'm actually you know, really thinking you should go over delaying there, that, delaying Get that over there. Down thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah. yeah. Food. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's interesting, but mm, so yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, I really like Bali, but I think <clears> um, I know. I'd love to see a little bit more of the world. I'd love to. I don't know. I, I love to write, um, and I love to like learn things. Mm. You know, I, I love. Um, yeah, and I think at this stage, I'm just really fascinated with the mind. I just can't get myself out of studying the mind. You know, mm. I think it's everything. It's everything. Mm. It's everything. Who who we are, how we make decisions, um, how to find meaning. You know, all the stuff that, yeah, the I think is important personally. Mm. You know, yeah, it's all the it is all the good stuff. All right, well, 
It's late. It is late, mate. I'm cooked. I'm cooked out. 8.35. I'm Dunskis. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Welcome back. Thank you, my so, friend. So, uh, you're... Um, you, what did we agree to? Um, we agreed to seven bucks an hour? Seven bucks an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Contract yeah. in the mail. Contract and, in the mail. Uh, and I I've actually Ford paid you for uh, for, for 100 shows. Yes, yeah. So, you'll that's have a check for 700, uh, $700 in the mail. And yep. we, we now own you. Uh, welcome yeah. back. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah. That's not open, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. That's, uh, that's show number one of 100. Let's, let's go again. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> all right, sweet, brother. I'll, that, well, that's a wrap. All right, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please subscribe. Uh, you know how to do it. Uh, plenty, of, plenty of places to subscribe, including YouTube. Uh, also, if you feel like leaving us a rating and review, that would be great. Um, tell your friends. Send us an email if you if you think um, you, you really enjoyed something on the show. Make some noise in the social medias. We really um, our community is how we will grow, and we love you guys. Everybody that's listened and, and been there, um, new listeners and listeners that have been there from the start. So, um, but our show today is also was brought to you by True Protein. So make sure you check out trueprotein.com.au. Use the code Bro for ten percent off. Also, check out Yeti. Head to yeti.com.au forward slash bro for all the best coolers and drinkware in the, in the business. And then also check out... Oh, that's funny. Siri has just um, let me know that she or he doesn't really know. Anyway, so sorry about that. And then, yeah, lastly, check out athena.co. That's Athena with a Y. And you will get 20 hours of free virtual assistant services using the code BRO when you inquire at Athena. See you next week.